Hello and welcome to another episode of Sam Green Race Engineering. I'm Sean Smith and I'm joined once again, funnily enough, by Sam Green. How's it going, Sam? Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all good. You? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah. Um, now, in part of our long-running series of uh, one previous episode, Sam, I understand you've got some uh, some season reviews to be having for your, your sim racing. Yes, yeah, so I basically I started this sim racing more seriously about a year ago. And seeing as it's coming to the end of the year, I thought it might be a good idea to, yeah, re review what I've done uh, this this year. Awesome. So of course this is a uh, for those who didn't re listen to the first episode a couple what, a month or two ago with uh, yeah. us and Al, uh, did you give that a listen? It gives us a good breakdown of what the sim racing is about and how sim racing is in general compared to general gaming. Um, but today we're going to be looking at particularly what Sam's been doing in the, the CSR, as it's called. And yeah, community sim racing. That's right. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking at looking at some of the fun stuff and how you can get involved. Really. So yeah, let's uh, let's let Sam. You, it's your discussion this time, so you take it away. Okay, I certainly will. Right. So I basically I started like I said about a year ago, um, searching for a group or a club where I could race on a game I knew or that I already had uh, on Xbox or PlayStation, because that's what I had, um, and kind of went from there. And I stumbled across CSR. Um, it was a fairly new group at that point, a fairly small group, uh, but has expanded quite a lot since then. Um, and I basically just messaged them and said, what have you got? When do you race? When, etc." what kind of cars, all that sort of stuff. And it was nice and varied, and I thought, actually, that's probably a good way of doing it. Because um, I didn't want to stay just in single-seaters or just in sports cars or mm. touring cars or anything like that. I wanted sort of variation of stuff. So I was just finding my feet, really. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and they were running at the time a, a Ginetta GT4 sort of Super Cup. Um, my first race with them was at Barfurst. Nice place to start. That's a nice, easy yep. track. Yep, nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> on what was more or less my first race on a steering wheel rather than on a controller. Mm -hmm. um, there was only five of us on the grid, so it wasn't a really big grid at that point. Um, it was still quite a small club, but it was close racing, and that was the main sort of thing. It was, not, it was fair racing as well. Um, all the other drivers will give you plenty of space. There's no squeezing into corners or bumping you in the braking zones or anything like that. It is proper. It, the race craft itself is very sort of realistic. So it's a step up in terms of quality over, say, something like Gran Turismo used to be back on GT6 when you had, uh, shall we say, somewhat dangerous <laughs> drivers against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the thing that annoyed me with like doing it, like the open lobby races yeah. um, is that although probably on, on something like Project Cars you'll get 80% of the grid that is racing properly mm -hmm. and then you'll get one guy deliberately crashing into you or going the wrong way around the circuit yeah. and stupid stuff like that um, and it just gets very frustrating Yeah. Um, so I decided a, a sort of sim club will probably be the best way of doing it a more professional way of doing it yeah yeah, um, where the people are there for a good race. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we're all competitive. We all want to win. But at the same time, we want the main thing is to have fun as, doing it. Yeah, as it should be, really. Absolutely, as all motorsport really should be, uh, until you get to sort of the really, really high level. It should, first and foremost, be about having fun. Yeah. Um, so how, and it was it is very good fun. Yeah, I was going to say, how... Um... You said it was quite competitive. I mean, how much variation in the source setup do the Genetas in particular have? Well, I mean, these um, to start with, obviously, as most of your readers should probably know, we met at university where we studied motorsports, so I kind of know how to set a car up to a certain extent, but don't really know the circuit that well. Yeah. So while I was learning the tracks. I didn't really have these setups that I could just call upon and right. that's going to fix this and that's going to fix that. I was having to do it through the, like, sort of on the fly. Yeah. Um, 
And with the Ginettas, I didn't really have much time. We didn't do a practice session. We did a 10-minute qualifying session <laughs> and then went straight into the race. Yeah, the defense. So I could maybe fix one or two things, and I tended to focus on downforce and gearing mm-hmm. for those things. Um, but beyond that, the car was it is what it is. Fair enough. Um, but it is a it's a GT4 race car, so there is the 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 scope to change pretty much everything. Yeah, can be adjusted if you needed to. So, um, so uh, even though you're throwing it at the deep end, so to speak, how did uh, that first race go? I went quite well, to be fair. Um, I finished. Just check my notes. Um, yeah, I was third in the first race, um, which was pretty good, bang in the middle, and I was only something like a couple of hundredths behind second place. It really? was a drag race to the line, and he just got me. Nice. Um, and But yeah, later in that season, because that was the first race of the Ginetta season, mm-hmm. um, which is convenient, I actually I managed a couple of race wins. Um, we raced at... Ah, uh, where was it? Um, Dubai Autodrome. Okay, yeah. And they managed to win that race, um, as well as a couple of others. Uh, but it was it was very good fun, I have to say. It was a very good introduction into sim racing. And as I got more confident in the car, I sort of plan was set up a bit more, and I learned a bit more about that, of what I should be doing to cure understeer or help it just try and stop it oversteering, as well as all that sort of stuff, and tyre life and things like that. So in this, um, in this particular championship, it was, it was for you sort of more of a test session, but rather than uh, rather than yeah, I mean to, yeah, so a lot of it, and I, even down to trying to find the right sort of settings with my steering wheel, yeah, of how much force feedback I wanted and what the dead zones should be and things like that, and trying to get all the buttons doing what I want them to do, mm-hmm. so that I know if I just press my right thumb, that's the pit limiter. Yeah, if I need to look behind me, that's my left thumb and whatever it is. Um, and just trying to figure all of that sort of stuff out. Mm-hmm. Cool. So after the uh, so, where what, what did you finish overall in the Genesis Championship? Sort of. I think it was um, it was third overall. Yeah. I missed one of the races um, because, unfortunately, at this point, I was still um, mostly it was it was around work. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it was based off of when I had the free time, and one of the races just didn't. It didn't work. That's I had fine. to work that's... that day. Um, it still happens every now and then, but I try and give my racing a little bit more priority now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've got to hear your next notes. You went to something a little bit different, it's like a bit, a bit more um, fast, shall we say, than a GT4 Ginetta. Yeah, so after the Ginettas, I decided I wanted to have a guy running a league, um, and I decided that I wanted to do IndyCar. Mm-hmm. The best series in the world. It was absolutely fantastic. It was brilliant. I, I sort of decided that I wanted to do like an IndyCar world tour. So we did five races, one in Dubai, one at Fuji, nice, okay. um, which is pretty cool. Um, one at Monza. Okay, so fast track so far. Yeah, we did Silverstone. Again, a fast track. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we did the Indianapolis Oval. Okay, so, so your, your average speed of about 300 miles an hour there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> across, very, across, very fast across, the whole season. Across the um, world, yeah. It, it, it was fantastic fun. Um, uh, I think actually, did we? I think we did it the other way around. We started at Silverstone, went Europe, Asia, That's Dubai, right. and then America. Yeah. We did it that way instead. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> Let's have that one go. Uh, that was it was really good fun and that was probably that was my first championship win um as well as i got a lot more race wins i got three wins and four pole positions in that series yes yeah, so, um, so good old host benefits <laughs> yeah but i mean uh, all the way through that season i was doing a lot more testing mm-hmm. as well so um like i did um the gay on oh, project cars it, it logs what your hours are and what your mileage is in certain cars on certain circuits. Okay. Um, and I did uh, nearly 2,000 miles of testing for the Indianapolis race. That's a lot. 
That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, and over the course of the season, I did 13 hours worth of practice wow. in the IndyCar. I think I'm um, right in saying, Sab, on, uh, on Sam Green Race Engineering's Facebook page, you, if you go back far enough, you can see either some of the races or some of the testing of the IndyCar stuff. Yeah, a little bit of both, yeah. there's um, I did some race... Uh, not quite a full race, but a lot of highlights, race highlight videos. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there, there is a uh, an incident, a crash of video on there as well from one of my first laps on the Indy Oval <laughs> in on the oval spec car as well, which Brilliant. is a completely different term of setup. I'd never done anything like that before, and I had to try and figure that out. So I did a lot of testing for that to try and get it absolutely nailed down. Yeah, um, and it was very, very quick. It was probably the best setup. Um, we had ten drivers on the grid for the Indianapolis race, um, which was probably it was one of at the time. It was probably the biggest CSR race mm-hmm. up up to that point. Um, and I managed to I qualified on pole. Yep. Um, and then managed to finish second. Oh, got it. Overall. I know, but the top four drivers were all using my setup. They all copied it? No, I'd given it to oh, them. Right, because on, on Project Cars, you can send a setup. Um, and because it was so drastically different to everything we'd done up to that point, um, there was people, like in the practice session, people were like six seconds a lap slower than me. That's quite bad. That's a lot around Indianapolis. Which yeah, is... that was a huge amount, and struggling so, to even keep it going in a straight line. For those who haven't um, seen IndyCar before, the Indy 500, basically Indy is almost flat out um, around the whole track, apart from like lifting in a couple of corners. Um, if you yeah. get it, if you get it right, so to be six seconds slower, that's ridiculous. But um... yeah, and I, I basically I said to the the there was a, there was me and Chris Chapman who. Um, we were kind of the title rivals mm-hmm. in that series, and he had his setup. He was driving the Honda. Yep. Um, I was in the Chevy. So I said to basically the guys that were really struggling, if you're in a Honda, Chris will send you a setup. If you're in the Chevrolet, I'll send you a setup. Um, just to make it, again, we basically wanted it a nice, close, competitive race. Yeah. Um, and it just helped them actually turn some laps without crashing um and it worked really well and yeah the, the top four were all using my setup so i i count that as a good win yeah so that's all good so, so after after your success of indianapolis and indycar um you, you can't you thought no 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 that's that's far too fast for me let's uh let's rein it back in a little bit to the uh renault mcgann v6 yeah and they were really good fun i have to say it was um it was a series that I wasn't really expecting to be able to do, and then a slight change in my work schedule actually meant I could have done, I did pretty much all of the races. Mm-hmm. I missed one of them, and it, ironically, it probably cost me the championship. But um, but that it is what it is. It was still it was wickedly good fun. Um, I'd done absolutely nothing in those cars before the first race. I basically, while I was waiting for the host um, to set up the first race. I did two laps of practice. Nice. For, uh, the first race is at Cota National Circuit. So rather than where well, you've got like the S's, like that's a bit like Maggots and Beckett's in the first sector, rather than like going right up towards the back straight, you go left at the end of those, okay. and it brings you out about halfway down the back straight. Oh, right, okay. Um, which is quite, mm-hmm. you know, for those cars, it just got rid of about, a minute's worth of track. Yeah. So um, the McGann, obviously, I'm, I remember it was on Grand Turismo Six. Um, yes. But obviously, I can imagine Project Cars is a much more, should we say, unforgiving um, race model compared to this 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 version. Yeah, I and mean, this one, especially this this season, was uh, what what's called default setup. Um, so basically, Project Cars gives you two options with the setup for most of the cars stable or loose okay and those are your default setups so what did you go for, for that series we could only pick one or the other most of the time i went with loose okay 
because it, it just helped the car flow a little bit better. Um, the only exception to that, we did not kill, um, which is obviously in Scotland, and because it's in Scotland, it rained. Hmm. Um, so I put the stable set up for that because I thought uh, it's wet. It's quite a powerful car. It's a very short wheelbase car. Yep. Um, so it does tend to oversteer, and when it does, there's no real warning. It just goes. Just snaps, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a snap oversteer, and you've got to try and catch it, and there's not a lot of steering locks, so that doesn't usually end particularly well. Um, but it was really good fun. Um, but because it was that stable, that uh, default setup, there was no tuning allowed. So it is what it is. So there was no way of trying to fix that oversteer. You just had to drive around it. Okay. Which brings another element to it, and obviously is um, another option. And that was the most most of the reason because that was the host um, Callum, who was my main rival in this series. Um, doesn't he's he's a lot younger than most of us, and he doesn't know about setting up a car. So he thought the best way to make it fair for everybody would be just to use a default setup. That's that's fine. I mean, yeah, it's, it, at the end of the day, it gives everyone a level playing field, and it then means that it just shows how well you you can drive a car, rather than how nth to the degree you can do a setup, which is for for a lot of people, what is a, a put off for some series. Yeah, absolutely, and I can I I completely get what he's saying, and like you say, it does then come down to who's got the best driving ability. Yeah. Who, not rather than who can set a car up. It's similar to go-karting when you br either bring your own stuff and you have like little nth degrees of camber change and whatever else, or you go to the arrive and drive session where everything in theory is the same. It's a similar, yeah, sort, a, a, a similar sort of um, ethos. Yeah, and it was that was yeah actually it's quite a good way a good analogy for it. We were basically doing an arrive and drive session hmm. in a in a Megan V6. So it's like um, slightly faster. Yeah, a bit quicker, not much, <laughs> not much but a bit quicker. So, um, so, most of the circuits were sort of shorter tracks, so like national circuits rather than big Grand Prix circuits. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and it was it was really really good. Um, and the last race um, of the year, he did double length, double points. Nice, yep. Which was interesting. So rather than it being ten laps, it was twenty laps. Okay. Um, it was at the Red Bull Ring on their national circuit, which is basically as you go through turn one, you get halfway up the hill and then you turn right. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was really, really close. But I was, was going to ask that. Callum so, just had the edge. I was going to say on on the uh, the race distances. So sort of with, with IndyCar, for example, were they longer races or was it? Or the, are they all sort of in the 10, 20 lap? range well the yeah i mean for um for indycar i did 15 laps okay but obviously they were all on like big grand prix circuits yeah so we're looking sort of in the half an hour range um in yeah roughly things. half an hour and then i did um for indianapolis i actually did uh 50 laps yeah because obviously indycar is about 40 seconds per lap so it's uh yes yeah, so it's a lot faster and actually it was a slightly longer race but it wasn't that much longer yeah it, it, it was because it's fast paced before he goes faster as well in your head so yeah and we were all because it was so so close together for the whole race it yeah. was very very good fun so back to the um mcgann so how did that championship end up in um for you uh well like i said last round was at red bull ring um and it was it was pretty close in practice qualifying um, Callum managed to find a bit of time on me. Um, I think I actually started third mm -hmm. for the final race. I think um, James Russell was ahead of me as well. Um, and I needed to beat Callum. Rusty, as he's sort of known, <laughs> uh, James Russell. Rusty had missed a race or two, so actually he was kind of, although he was throughout the whole season, me and him were kind of bumper to bumper. Um, he wasn't really challenging me for points. Right. He was, although he would be pretty close to me on track, he, because he missed the two races or whatever it was, he actually he couldn't catch me yeah. in the championship. So it was only really Callum I needed to beat. Um, 
I got a really good start. Managed to get into the lead by turn one, um, which was good. Was very pleased with that. Uh, and the Callum was right on my bumper. We came through sort of the first pit window, and I managed to pull a bit of a gap. Um, but only sort of a second or so. I can still see him in my rear view mirror, but mm -hmm. he wasn't quite close enough to make a move. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I just made a mistake. I just ran wide Oof. on one of the corners, got on the grass, um, and he went past. And then I tried to push a bit harder and try and catch him up and spun. <laughs> <laughs> so he went out of glory, um, as it were. Yeah, I was just overdriving it, basically. And then I sort of calmed down a bit and thought, right, I've got to try and do this now. Um, it was getting towards the end of the race and I was closing the gap. And then with two laps to go, it was less than a second, the gap. Um, and I was still cl closing and getting quicker. Mm. And then on the final lap, I ran wide at turn one oh. and just got it wrong. Um, which obviously at Red Bull Ring, it's not even, it's not too bad there because it's quite a large concrete runoff. Yeah, but it, it still didn't help. It was just. But it, I just I lost that bit of time and the momentum, and then suddenly I was one point two seconds behind and not close enough to make a move. Yeah. Um, so Callum won the race, won the championship, um, became CSR's youngest champion so far. Um, he's only 14, I think, 13 or 14. So, so you, 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 were beat, you were beaten by a child, basically. I was beaten by a child. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, he drove superbly well, um, didn't put a foot wrong for the entire race. Um, just a good, consistent, not, well, in the race anyway, not ridiculously fast pace, but was enough to keep us all behind him. Yeah. Um, and just didn't make any mistakes. And that was that's all he needed to do. Yeah. Um, but it was absolutely great fun, really good fun. The whole series, there was another race in the middle of the series at Hockenheim uh, where me and Peter uh, Egginson had a ridiculously close race for nine laps of the ten. Nice. Um, and it was like swapping and changing and it was super clean, super fast. We both were swapping fastest laps through the whole thing. Um, uh, and then, yeah, it was again... Pete tried to move on the final lap, um, going into turn two at Hockenheim, mm -hmm. and just slightly outbraked himself, ran a bit wide, and it gave me the advantage, and I just I got it from there. But it was so close the a, whole race. A it proper was great duel. Fun. A proper duel. Yeah, well, yeah, really, really close. Proper duel. Cool. So after the V the V six Renaults, you sort of think, no, 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 that's way too slow for me. I need to go to. I need to go back to the future. I need to go to the eighties. I need to yeah. go to the possibly the, the greatest championship of all time, Group C. Yeah, is, Group but, C Le Mans cars. Yes. Um, I quite like the classic series. Um, I like the older cars. I think they're quite cool. Of course, yeah. So, one of your previous jobs was working on sort of classic cars. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we need to do, we need to do a, either an article or a podcast on, on some of those old, older stuff at some point. But uh, for now, let's talk about the, the Group Cs on, um, on Project Cars. Yeah, I, I basically I decided I wanted to do like a Le Mans sports car championship, um, but more prototype rather than GT. At yeah. that point, we had a GT3 championship running, um, which was really good fun. But I only did like one or two races because of work. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get out of that one. Um, <clears throat> and I thought LMP1, yeah, it's good. But actually on project cars, most of the LMP1 cars are um add-ons the downloadable content yeah which is a little bit annoying and i don't want to have to force people to buy the content just to do that series yeah whereas the group c cars there's a couple of extra cars in the dlc but the majority of them are just in the base game. game yeah so they can just they can pick whatever car they want so what sort of cars um, what sort of cars were in the uh, the group c um roster as it were well, there was sort of right everything from sort of uh, the Sauber C9, which yep. is the one that I picked, the Mercedes Sauber. Um, there was um, the Nissan R89C. I think that's correct. I think that's right. The CSC. Alex is going to listen to this and be like, "What are you talking about, you morons?" <laughs> no, I, but, I, I'm, um, I'm pretty certain it's the 89C and the 92CP. But yeah, 
Um, but they also had, which I think was an American, it was an IMSA car, technically. All right. Uh, it was a Nissan, um, it was called the GTP. Oh, I know the one, yep. It was quite a long, narrow car. It looked really cool. It was very, very quick. Yep, I know. Um, there was a few others, but they were sort of the most... Uh, there's a Porsche, the 962, obviously. Okay, yep. So fairly, um, fairly broad field then. Yeah, sort of, and it ranged in the age of them um, from sort of the Silk Cup Jag, the the Jag as well. Uh, they were really good. It sounded wicked. What was the newest um, car there? Sorry. What was the um, the newest car there? Did they go up to sort of like the uh, the Mazdas and the the Toyota? The, no, uh... the the Mazda wasn't on there, which is a shame because um, that's the one I probably would have picked. So I yeah. think. So probably the Mercedes the... was probably the newest one. Yeah, so the Mercedes and the Nissan both nineteen eighty nine. I think the Jag is eighty eight, isn't it? So it's uh Yeah. Yeah, so um basically late basically late eighties cars and the Porsche. Yeah. Yeah, I say the Porsche was definitely the oldest one on the grid. Um but as as a result of that, I quite liked the Porsche. I was gonna use that. I did quite a lot of testing with it. Hmm. And then we did a test event. Um which we quite often do with these championships. We'll do like a practice race to try and figure out if the race format's going to work and what do we need to do to make this work a bit better. Yeah. Um, and I used the Porsche in that, and it was just so slow. I just <laughs> could not keep up. Um, I decided I'm going to have to change. What car do I know is pretty quick? The Merc. The Mercedes, yeah. So I went for that. Um, Sponsored and it by... Was Sorry? I was going to say, sponsored by your cat. Yeah, it was. Uh, I found the livery in the right colours, which is obviously white, blue and red, and it said Dino on the side of it. So it's like, oh, as a result, I'll just have that one then. <laughs> um, uh, and it was very, very quick um, in a straight line. Okay. It wasn't as quick through the corners. It was about the same sort of speed as the Jag through the corners. Um, but uh, there was two or three of the guys chose the GTP Nissan, mm -hmm. which had ground effect. Right. Okay. So that, I mean, that that would obviously, the GTPs were well known for their for being the top class that it would, that, that Europeans didn't really hear of. Um, I think I did my article on the uh, the Eagle Toyota Mark III, and that and that thing was just dominant. Whenever the Group C cars went over the, to America, it, they just didn't have a chance. So it makes sense that the, the Nissan would also be fairly fast. Yeah, and this, this thing was very quick. And we tried to, um, because obviously there's that element of drivers are different paces and stuff like that. We wanted to keep it closed as much as we could. Um, so we also had a sort of a, almost like a balance of performance yep. for in this series, which we'd never tried before. Um, but it, it seems to work quite well. So we adjusted boost pressures uh, and air restrictors and stuff which you can all do in the in the setup of the game which is quite good that's quite clever actually. um yeah so we had sort of the quicker guys had slightly more of a restriction than the guys further down the grid yeah makes sense try, um, try and bunch the grid up a bit as much mm -hmm. as we could um so after the first couple of races i had quite a heavy boost restriction yeah um as did the gtp drivers because Although they were nowhere in the straights, they were lightning through the corners, mm -hmm. and I just could not keep up with them through the corners at all. Nothing I did in the setup would, could help me get even get close to them. Yeah, um, through the corners. But I had the the. I basically when I was setting the series up and choosing the circuits, I looked at where Group C the World uh, Sports Car Championship when mm -hmm. in that kind of era, in that late 80s era, yep. what circuits did Group C race at and what could we try as well? And so, obviously there was Le Mans. We yep. finished at Le Mans mm -hmm. for the series, which was really good fun. Um, it was a, a proper, it, it rotated through 24 hours nice. how in long, the race. How long, how long was the race? Uh, it was 50 minutes. Okay, so I had a sort of uh, not 10, uh, five times faster. Um, I don't know. Is it, you, yeah, it, whatever it was, it's, it's just whatever it was yeah. set to. Um, but essentially, the race, the race clock in terms of in the game, it started at three in the afternoon, 
it got dark, it got light again, and then it finished. I think it was at about um, like two in the afternoon, right? Because the the maths, because uh, the time accelerator didn't quite, it didn't quite work out. It's close, it close enough. But it was close. It was close as I could get it, basically. Um, and yeah, that was the last round. We also had Daytona. Okay. At the penultimate round, obviously on the road course. Um, and that was a night race. So we started that at night, and the idea behind that was that'll get us some practice at running and setting a car up to run at night before we do Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Because sense. you have to adjust the tyre pressures and stuff to keep the temperature in them and things like that. Yep. Um, so there we did that, and obviously those two circuits quite quite a lot favoured the very, very fast Merc rather than the GCPs. That makes sense, yeah. Um, but I still couldn't really... The, the GCPs were still very, very quick, and I couldn't quite keep up. Um, and they actually got a race win there at two circuits that I thought I was going to walk away with it almost. I suppose that could be they down to the... They actually were still, still with me and beat me. Yeah, I mean, that could also be down to the balance performance as well. Potentially, there, there is that as well. I actually had got my, <coughs> my only race win in in that series um was at brown's hatch on the gp circuit that's, that's a surprise because um, that's not a uh, was, that's not a fast track compared to le mans no, and Daytona. <laughs> i was very very surprised there but i think the problem that we had there basically the way we set the weather up is it's the race is all started dry mm-hmm. and then there we had two weather slots as they're called in inverted commas so we had dry um and then we had random so the weather would just change halfway through the race, more or less halfway through the race. The weather would just change to something, um, which brought in that ele- that element of endurance and strategy of when do you pit, what what tyres are you going to need to go on to, and that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and at, at Brands Hatch, um, the race before, we did Monza, which is another circuit that I thought I should probably do quite well at and didn't win. I came second in that one, but right, it was okay. pretty close, but I didn't win the race. Yeah. Um, and it had rained halfway through, which is arguably what, what caused me to have that problem of being caught up by the cars that were quicker through the corners because I couldn't carry the speed. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Brands Hatch, it just got really, really cold and then got foggy. Oh, so it's just like Brands Hatch then? Yeah, it stayed dry. <laughs> it stayed dry, but um, it just got really foggy. And actually, one of the GCP drivers saw the weather changing, like really clouding over and the track temperature just dipping, and thought, it's going to rain. I'm going to go in, put wet tyres on, I'm going to have the advantage. Um, and then it didn't rain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did actually have an advantage for the first couple of laps because it got so cold so quickly that the GCPs just couldn't keep any temperature in the tyres. So the fact that he was on wets and they were generating that heat did actually keep him with me. Um, I don't know what I've done in the setup to help me with this but I, or whether I was just spinning my wheels so much that it was generating heat. Um, but I just managed to keep it I got the, the strategy was bang on. Yeah. Um, the, the tire pressures were probably a little bit high. I think what I was trying to do is maximise the straights. So I pumped my tires up a little bit to reduce the rolling resistance. So the few straights that I had, I could get that power down and, and get going. See that that really um, does show how in depth you have to go to these some of these setups it's like, it's like a real race team you know that's yeah it, it is they are virtual race cars they I mean, are you can you compare it to grand, you compare it to an arcade game or gran turismo that's nothing like that that comes close to yeah to that kind of realism but yes yeah, uh, uh, like even at daytona for example at daytona um through the bowl like the banking section i had three or four psi higher in my tires than some of the gcp right no, no, sorry, than the other Mercedes is another Merc on the grid. Um, and I was two mile an hour faster. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Just on the banking. Uh, and that's without a slipstream. I was in front of him and he just he caught me up a bit. And then as soon as he pulled out, I just pulled away again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. 
and the, uh, there was virtually no difference in our setup um, apart from those tire pressures. I'm just looking at your notes here, Sam. So last uh, one little thing that did it for you as well was uh, the Merc was a little bit thirsty on its fuel. It was very thirsty. I had to load the car with fuel <laughs> to start the race, and then I had to put a lot more fuel in uh, than the other drivers. But it was very quick, so it was kind of it it balanced out a bit. Um, the fact that although I had to carry that bit more fuel, the car was so much quicker on the straights that actually it didn't really matter. Okay, so because because you're already already losing speed in the corners, it it just compounded that really rather than give you another yeah that was that was the more the more difference uh, it was it didn't really affect my overall lap times it was more the cornering speeds yeah where i, I was struggling against the gtps anyway yeah and then uh, this the extra fuel a heavy car just made that worse yeah so how did the championship end up um overall uh, i finished second in that one um uh with mike hurd uh, taking the championship win, his first championship win uh, with CSR. Uh, and he drove, he drove very well. He drove the GTP. Um, and, yeah, he was he got, I think it was three three race wins out of the five races. So okay, he did, so... Pre did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and had a lot of fastest laps and stuff as well to go along with that. So well deserved. Um, but, yeah, it was, yeah, he drove very well, deserved the championship win. Um, and actually, I think going into Le Mans, realistically, the only way I could beat him uh, was if he finished sort of fifth or sixth. Right. And I won and got the fastest lap. Fair um, enough. So, yeah, that's, it sounds like it was a, another sort of stepping stone in, in the development of your, of, your, of your experience on CSR and, uh, and racing. Well, that was, that was it. Yeah, that was exactly it. Um, and, I mean, it's... <laughs> that was it. It was really good fun. It was just a different sort of race. It was slightly longer race. It was like a 30-minute race. Um, and it was time as well. It was a 30-minute race rather than a number of laps. Yeah. Um, so a bit more, again, a bit more like endurance. Yeah. So um, really we did 45-minute races for Le Mans, or race for Le Mans. Yep. Uh, again, make it's Le Mans. Make it longer. Um, so that's what we did. And... Yeah, it was, it was just good fun. Um, and obviously, that's the main thing that we're trying to do is just enjoy it. Absolutely. So um, Try different kinds of cars. So I think that's that's almost your last one, apart from one that you're currently doing. Um, yes. Yeah, so do you want to quickly go, go over there and then we'll, then we'll give the, the information for how you can join in, basically? Yeah, so we're basically, we're running at the moment the um, uh, Group A touring cars, like 90s touring cars. Um, which is great fun, but a sort of early night, late eighties, early nineties, not super tourist. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> um, so not quite Alistair's favourite era, but he's he still likes them. I think the they? they are cool cars. They're from the past. Um, I doubt he doesn't. He doesn't like them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like the one ninety E Mercedes, uh, the E thirty M three BM. Yep. Um, the Nissan. The Skyline R32, proper one, um, which is the only four-wheel drive car. Um, well, that is that is project that is literally Godzilla, isn't it? The R32. It is Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one that won the bar first and then came over here and monstered British touring car. Yeah. Um, uh, and what else is? Oh, I'm driving the uh, Ford Sierra, the oh. R500 Sierra Cosworth. Oh. oh, I hate that car. <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly, it's. One of the most, like, having come out of Group C into a touring car, you would think that's quite an easy transition. But it's honestly, this Sierra is so, so difficult to drive. Has it got the massive wing? Um, it's got the big, yeah, got big, the big wing on the back of it. Um, but it's also got a, a turbo the size of Pluto. <laughs> it's a huge turbo and it makes an enormous amount of power. To the point that I walk like it doesn't really matter where I qualify. By the first corner, I'll be in the lead. Yeah. Because it's so quick down the straights, but then I have the problem through the corners <laughs> of trying to keep that from spinning. 
um, and it just shreds tyres. We did a race at Spa, um, and these the races we do basically we do a bit like proper touring cars. Obviously, we do two races. Um, the first one we do twelve laps, and in that twelve lap race, you have to do a pit stop. Um, in that pit stop, you have to put twenty liters of fuel in, but you okay, don't yeah. have to change tires. Okay. Yep. Um, so there's that element of looking after your tires might mean you get a slightly quicker pit stop. Right. Um, that's not an option for me. <laughs> I I just change the tires and go fast, um, and try and make the time up. But it only adds like two or three seconds to the pit stop. But obviously that that can add up. Yeah. Trying to find two seconds on track is going to be difficult. Especially when it's um, as close as the series tend to be. So yeah, that's. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Um, but a lot of the, the Nissan, actually, we've found, does actually, although mine only shreds its rear tyres, the Nissan also shreds its front tyres. Right. Because so, it's four-wheel drive. Yeah, so that, makes, that makes sense. Just, it gets a lot more sort of understeer. Um, so normally, the, the boys, we've got three drivers who use the Nissan. I'm the only Ford, and then there's a few Mercedes and BMs. Um but uh, the Nissan boys actually changed their tyres as well, but they have to change all four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whereas I only changed the rears. Okay. Um, so again, it's just personal preference and also then uh, how you can make it work for yourself. Exactly, and it, it is, there is that ele- element of strategy. And that the, the first race, like I said, that's 12 laps. Um, and then we do race two, which is a random grid. Okay. Uh, and only eight laps, so it's a sprint. Nice. Basically, there's no pit stop, just eight laps, bish, bash, bosh, away you go. Go for it. Um, really push hard, basically, for eight laps. Try And there's a point for fastest lap in both races. So if you get the fastest lap in race one, you get an extra point. And the same in race two. Um, so there's that element of work as well of trying to get that extra point. Um, it's just good fun, really. And, it, and we do sort of a mixture of circuits around um, around the world. We did Donington Park, um, which was quite good fun. Um, we're doing <clears throat> next week. We've got our last race with, of the season, which is at the Silverstone Grand Prix circuit. So it's a much bigger circuit. Yeah. Should benefit me a bit there. Um, nice and fast. Uh, we did this week. We did the Indy Road Course. Okay. A, which was quite good fun. That's an interesting both choice. of those, we did night races, just to spice it up a little bit as well. Because um, obviously, although the banking is lit, the infield isn't. Yeah. Um, so you do actually need your headlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, obviously, again, a night race, you've got to change the setup of the car and think about how it's going to affect the car and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I really struggled with the with with uh the speed because obviously it's it's mostly straights which obviously were fine because it's the quickest car on the straights but a lot of the corners are 90 degree left or right which is tricky um well yeah just balancing the turbo and the tires and that sort of thing yeah so it's uh exactly yeah so trying to balance the car through those corners is is difficult what then adds on to it is the final corner. If you think about the final corner coming on to the main straight, yep. it's quite a long, although it's a 90 degree, it's quite a long, wide corner. Yes. Which really heavily loads that left rear tyre. Um, so I was just shredding that tyre. <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. It, most of the time, um, that tyre temperature was way, way too high just because it was pushing on through that corner, trying to maximise the straight as much as I could. Yeah. Um, and just overheating it, really. And then I suffered that through the first three corners at the beginning of the lap because the tyre was still too hot. <laughs> Um, well, that, 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 does, that does sound like the worst possible track for your car, actually. It, yeah, I thought, actually, th- this could be all right because it's quite fast. It turns out, no. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't. Awesome. Uh, I think Silverstone is going to suit the car better. I should have a good run there. Oh, um, but I've got to try and pull the socks up a bit, and I've got to really beat my main... The main rival in this one, again, is the go one, Group C, Mike. Um, 
and um, he's leading the championship. I had a bad race at Donington um, just because of a couple of little incidents, um, just getting turned around by drivers that wasn't like, anything deliberate by any stretch. It was a racing incident. It was just frustrating and annoying yeah. that I had probably at Donington, I think I had the best pace um, in terms of over the race distance. And then lap three coming down the exhibition straight, which is obviously the, not the pit straight, but the one coming back towards the pit lane. Um, yeah, we just, yeah, it was on lap three. You were still pretty closely tied, like packed together as a field. I went for a move on one of the Nissans. Um, and just as I popped out, he came across to defend. But ah. as he came across to defend, it just clipped the front of the car and just bumped me on the grass. That's bad luck. And then, and then as I'm getting on the grass, the turbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just spun me around and I spun back across the circuit. Oh, dear. Um, I managed to miss everybody, which is a feat. I don't know how I did that. I think it was pot luck, really. I can imagine your car um, wasn't in the best states after that, though. Well, luckily, we most most CSR series we only actually run visual damage. Right. Okay. So the car wasn't broken. It just turning around and getting back going again cost me twenty seconds that I then had to make up. Yeah. Um, and I did manage to make that up, um, but I finished uh, fifth out of seven i think in that race a bad result so yeah not good uh, and then in in the second race that day in the eight lap race um there was just one of the one of the other drivers again completely not his fault um his car lagged which is a uniquely sim racing problem yeah. um his internet connection lagged slightly and the car his car that i was trying to overtake uh jumped three feet to the left oh dear <laughs> which basically punted me off onto the gravel. Um, and he didn't even know he'd done it, because obviously, so far as he was concerned, he'd given me loads of space. Yeah, that's bad luck. Uh, he, it, was, it was unlucky, and he he gave me the position back. Um, once I said, oh, Pete, you just lagged me off. Um, he was like, oh, I've slowed down. He gave me the position back, which is nice of him. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it, it kind of... It still put me out of the out of the contention for getting a podium in that race, really, because by the time I've got going again, the leaders are like just gone. Yeah. Um, and although I had quite a good race of Pete for the rest of that race, um, yeah, it just fourth place wasn't going to do it. I had needed a win, really. Yeah, but it's, um, that's, that, that's racing, Sam. You know, that's that is it. That's, that's <laughs> it. And it's still it's good fun, and that's the that's the most important bit. That it is, I'm enjoying it and having fun with it. Exactly. Um, and as a series, it is quite good fun. Um, awesome. Do you, shall we uh, give some details for where you can find CSR and uh, potentially join join the grid if you if you wanted to? Absolutely. Yeah. The best the best place to find us is on Facebook. Um, just search for Community Sim Racing or CSR, and it should come up. Um, we race mostly on Xbox, but we've got a few people that race on PC. We've got a few X, uh, PlayStation members as well. Um, we're trying to build the PlayStation grid a little bit more now, um, just because there's more people that want to race on it, so we might as well. Yeah. Um, we've got a few guys who've just started doing iRacing as well, so potentially next year we'll have a few iRacing series. Um, Starting next year, we've got the Ginetta Pro-Am, which will be quite interesting, um, where we've got the pro drivers, in inverted commas, the faster drivers, will be racing in the GT5 Ginetta, yep. the G40 GT5, and the Am drivers in a Ginetta Junior, which is basically exactly the same car, but with slightly less gearing on the Junior. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a team's championship involved with that as well. So that should be quite good fun. Yeah. Um, among among other series, is possibly we're going to be doing a, a, a Civic Type R Cup, which could be quite, quite interesting. Uh, Caterhams, Radicals, possibly NASCAR, IndyCar as well. So a full, um, we've a full got, range we've got of a series. few members in the States that are quite keen to do some more sort of American-style yeah. racing. So... Um, interesting stuff lots of variation possibly even other games are thinking of doing stuff on a seto corsa or formula one 
this could be doing an F2 championship, um, which would be good, really good fun, actually. I think that would be really good. Um, and yeah, it's just going, it's just building the group, building the grids. Um, uh, and yeah, it's accessible. It's not so hierarchical or, um, or even just a fast and competitive that you won't be anywhere if you've only just started. Essentially, as I was going to say, so basically, if you if you're interested, get in touch. The the, the group themselves they're pretty they're pretty good in terms of um, either giving advice or just help helping out in general. Um, there'll there'll yeah. be there'll be if, if if there's enough enough people interested in the series, there'll be something that you want to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, just basically get in touch and get involved. Really. So uh, if you've got an Xbox or a, or a PlayStation or, or a PC, then yeah, just join in and have some fun absolutely that's that's the main thing and that's we're, we're all here to have fun so if if you are struggling with something just ask us and we're more than happy to help you out like i said i'll send people setups and stuff to keep them competitive and things like that it just adds up and it makes it quite a nice place to race really yeah. awesome yeah right then well so unless you've got anything else to add uh Event's gonna do it. No, that's, that's about it, really. Awesome. We we've going fifty-one minutes, so uh, we'll probably wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> right then, yeah. Get involved in CSR. Um, like, share, comment, Facebook, Twitter. At Stelvio Auto. At is it S Green Race Engineering? Uh, yeah, Sam Green Race Engineering. At yeah. Sam Green Race Engineering. Yeah. So on right. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Do those law viewers <laughs> in, in the meantime we'll still, thank you very much for listening thank you very much sam for for obviously it's his show so for, for what i've what i've hosting this show sam thank and you. Uh, and uh, we shall see you next time take care and goodbye goodbye